ladies and gentlemen, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Veterans Day. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. Everyone got their paychecks in their hand. Everyone's driving like a bat out of hell, leaving work. Be careful out there. Hope everyone's got a fantastic plan for this evening. Maybe some barbecue, maybe some Thai food. What do you guys got going on? Let me know. All right, we're going to wrap this week up. We started strong and we stung. We stumbled with content. Barrel Scraping Dave is in full effect. That's right. Barrel Scraping Barrel scraping Dave is the art of making content when there is none. And let me tell you something. This is Picasso, baby, because we got it all happening. This video, we've got Katie Thurston. I'm sorry, this podcast. <laughs> we have Katie Thurston sharing some green flags, what she's looking for in a guy. She actually calls in. She leaves us a voice note. You can hear that exclusively here. In our second clip, we've got a couple of reality Steve stories, actually. He throws some haymakers at Nick Vile. He calls him a mouthpiece to the Bachelor producers. He calls him a hypocrite. And then in the third video, it's like, tell me something nice. In the third video clip that I'll be playing on this podcast, save myself there, we will have the spoilers for Bachelor 2023. That's right. 2023 is but weeks away. Can you believe it? But weeks away. By the way, I have a ton of shows coming up. If you're in Cincinnati, I've got a show the day before Thanksgiving. I'll have information about this on my link tree linktree.com slash Dave Neal. I'll also have this information on my Instagram at D Neal's. I've got a stand-up show November 26th in Newport, Rhode Island. Newport, Rhode Island. That's November 26th, 8 p.m. at Rejects Beer Co. Have a couple cold ones. Come laugh your Thanksgiving hangovers away. I'll also have some stand-up shows Thursday, that following Thursday, I believe it's December 1st, at the Westside Comedy Club in New York City. New York City! Plus, I have a midnight show Friday night in New York City at the Comedy Shop. All these dates, so much fun going on. Appreciate you guys sticking with me. So, what's going on with me this weekend? Oh, boy, I tell you what. Tasha wants to hire somebody to do some organization of our closets, which means my weekend does not sound like fun, okay? I need someone to tell me, do you need, do you love this or do you want to let it go? It's like, I don't know. It's a box. I bought all these tools and I like to save the boxes. Do you guys have this problem? You just have iPhone 4S boxes laying around? All right. I got to pay someone to get rid of it. All right, that's what we'll be doing. And Sunday, Sunday, bloody Sunday, I'm going to be waking up on the West Coast here at 6 a.m. to catch the Buccaneers playing in Germany. That's going to be fun. Seeing old TB12 chucking Heffenweisens as he plays a little pigskin, a little American football. All right, but I hope you guys have a good one. I'm not going to keep you too long on this intro because we have a lot of content to get to. I just want to remind you guys, in some of these videos, I share some negative reviews that have been left on the podcast. It's just as a way to remind you guys what the channel's all about. It's Bachelor Rush Hour, but it's Bachelor Rush Hour with Dave Neal. Now, some people have left comments saying, choose Bachelor or choose politics, but don't do both. I have to remind people, I'm going to do what I damn well please. And you have the right to write a review and you have the right to unsubscribe or leave. But you have to understand, I will try to have conversations as if we are talking mano y mano, person to person. So I will try my best to be respectful to different points of views. But you may live in an echo chamber that only wants to hear a certain thing. I don't. 
If you want to go to Bachelor Nation to hear who bumped their Harrisons, but don't want to hear about politics or any other social issues going on, that's on you. That's on you, and that's fine, but that's not where you're going to get here. Just a friendly reminder, you'll know more about that when I get into this story coming up next. I also have, I had such a fun stand-up show the other night at this weed dispensary, and they just sent me a clip. I'm going to post the full video on the Patreon. If you want, you can check that out, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. But I wanted to share a clip. I actually made a mistake. I made a mistake on stage. I, I want you to hear that mistake. I swear I did not mean to say this, but just have a listen. Um, hey, look at this. I got married two weeks ago. No one ever asks the guy. No one's, no one's like, let me see the ring. I just show you guys, like, a beat the system. I don't know. That's, I don't know how to do it. How do we do Guys, that seems rude. That seems like, get one, you know? But I'm in the clan. I got to try... Now, that's a weird way to say it. I, I'm in the group of married people, is what I meant to say. I'm going to get kicked out of here real quick. Um, in that married clan. Okay, um, no, I... Um, all right, so that's all you guys can get. That's just a fun little moment from a stand-up show. All right, let's jump right into it. Three clips from the pot, from the YouTube today. I also want to remind you guys, um, I have a vlog channel, Dave Neal's Vlogs, Dave Neal Vlogs, uh, which are more day-in-the-life activities that I've got going on. And I've got a new vlog I dropped today where I recorded it on uh, Election Day on Tuesday at a different stand-up show. And I actually had a ton of fun. I took this new 360-degree uh, camera, and I took it uh, throughout downtown LA and caught some really cool shots. I'd love it for you guys to check out the vlog channel if you haven't already. Dave Neal Vlogs. It's a labor of love. The channel brings in about $0. It's very labor-intensive, but it's a real fun way to tell a story. And in the end, that's all we're here for, is to find different ways to tell our stories. I hope you enjoy the story we're telling today. Here's Bachelor Rush Hour. Computer Geek says, do not support this channel. Not only does this man have a holier-than-thou complex, he's obsessed with certain contestants in such a creepy way. He has two contestants that he continuously defends no matter what they do. Otherwise, it's a free-for-all. His content has no flow, it's choppy, and he goes off into other topics that have nothing to do with Bachelor Nation. He preaches grace and freedom of speech, yet he continues to go after contestants and even his own fans who do not agree with him on all of his beliefs. He makes every video he can into a political rant. I'm not listening to Bachelor content for politics. If you want to talk politics so bad, make your own political podcast. This man is arrogant, judgmental, and a hypocrite. There are plenty of other Bachelor podcasts that stick to Bachelor content that I would recommend so much more. Nowhere in that review did they mention that I've got poor audio, so I want to shout out to the audio gods that have bestowed upon me good resonance, good bass, good tremble. All right, look, I mean, hey, these, these this is going to exist. This is the podcasting world. You'll get 324 great ratings and a couple one stars. That's it, folks. You either love something or you hate it. We're here for the love. We're here for share and joy. All my political beliefs, all of them, are about championing the less fortunate, the less privileged that are out there. All of them. Try me on that. So if anyone has a problem with me thinking billionaires make too much money and that certain purity culture aspects of the world don't need to be bestowed upon others, if that's an issue, hey, you're right. There are other channels you can go check out that don't dive into it at all. All right. But anyway, let's get into this video. And I know yesterday people left a comment. Dave, you talked about spiders for five minutes straight. Look, I got to do me, boo. 
I got to do me. I appreciate everyone who does them. You do you. I do me. If we meet in the middle, we are going to have some harmony. But if we don't, that's okay too. The person who's like, get your own political channel. How about I get my own channel and it doesn't matter what it's about, right? Okay. We appreciate those that stick around. Let's see what Katie has to say here. I've got multiple clips we're going to play. It's a, it's a very barrel-scraping day, as you can tell. Um, I spent all this time this morning getting my, uh, my vlog channel going. All right, so she mentions dating younger. So she was approached by a guy almost a decade younger than her. Sorry about that. Wait, did we end on your green, like your actual uh, green flag? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So this is a video called Top 10 Dating Green Flags with Katie Thurston and Wyatt Metzger. Um, so if you want to check out the full video, I think it's a great idea for her to make YouTube content in a listicle format, like Top 10. That way, if you're like, I like number three, let's listen to all of them. It's great for retention. It's really good for content to do Top 10s. We get the age from that. We're dropping... What, My, yeah, yeah, 99. That's mm -hmm. how it, yep. All right, back, okay. to, back to you. You're number okay, seven. Wait, I, have a, I do have a quick question for you. Yeah. Yep. Um, I do have a 23-year-old trying to go on a date with me. As a 23-year-old okay. guy, okay. meeting a 30-year-old. It, it's it's not me, is it? No, no. Well, yeah, we should okay, clarify. Good. I'm not being yeah. a Where would a 23-year-old take you? I bet you one of those places where you throw axes. Although I'd like to go. I'm 37. I'd like to go throw axing. I'd be like, you know, it's, it's you know, for uh, as a 23-year-old, I'd like to take you to a two-for-one um, uh, Bud Light uh, special uh, brewery at 4 p.m. Uh, you know, young 20s, you're broke. Passive. Um, um, what, like, is that a thing? Like, do we come off as, like, cougars, older? Like, what do you, as a, as a, as a young lad, how do you view that? Um, I think we're in the, the space when you, you graduate college and then all of a sudden it feels like the floodgates have opened where, like, you're not bound by ages because if you think about it, when you're, like, a senior in college... Okay. And then like the freshman in college, there's a four year difference there. Okay. But then everyone always think that's super weird, like senior dating freshman. That's so weird. Like obviously there's difference. They're younger. But then once you enter like the real world, that age difference means a lot less. This is this. And I, and I, and I, I know exactly what he's saying. This sounds like what a younger guy will say to an older lady to try to get her to bang him. Well, you know, look, we're all adults here. The age difference doesn't matter. No, but I totally agree. The older you get, the less an age difference matters. You know, they have the rule. Don't hate me for it. It's one of those rules. They say half your age plus seven. So Katie's 31. So half her age would be uh, 15 and a half plus seven would be 22 and a half. So technically she's okay dating a 23 year old. That's in the zone. You know what I mean? Uh, not that it matters there, but interesting. All right, let's go to the 4605 mark here and jump right into the juicy converse conversations. Treats strangers well. Now, specifically, it could be wait staff because that's where mm -hmm. it probably stands out the most. But I remember this one time I was walking with this guy and a homeless man approached us. And I was very curious how he was going to talk to him, treat him, whatever. And he was very nice to him. And I was, I was so turned on by that because just like this poor man's down on his luck, whatever. And like the guy that I was with was very kind to him. And I was like, mm -hmm. green flag, definitely a green flag. Yeah, I think it's a green flag to treat people that are beneath you with as much respect, grace, and compassion as possible. What we have to all realize is we're all one one tough decision away from a dark place. You know what I mean? You might have bad health insurance. You slip. You break your ankle. Next thing you know, you're having opioid addiction. You know what I mean? The world can be stuck 
against you. And we need to do a better job of not judging those that have fallen on harsh times because they don't have the privilege of maybe the right being in the right mental health space to overcome some of life's obstacles, especially in a world that we live in, which has so many ways that it can beat you down. There is no, it's not even about dating or relationships, any non-negotiable, any friends that, that don't tip a certain you know, percentage or treat anyone else like they're better than them. To me, it's, it's like, no, I'm just gonna, you know, you're, you are a combination of the people you surround yourself with. Um, technically, right. We're all, we're all sort of, you know, due to the law of attraction. So if you're surrounding yourself consistently with people whose viewpoints, like you, you don't, you don't align with in that way, you are part of the problem. Get out and change, go find somebody else. All right. Here's the topic on, uh, that Katie discussed um, whether they would tech whether whether it's okay to text your ex. A, a healthy healthy relationship with exes. So it, by that I mean by that I yeah yeah. I'm triggered. <laughs> so so by that I mean they're not just constantly like bashing, have nothing good to say about them. Like you did. Yeah. Like there was something you saw there initially to, yes. that they were a good enough person had enough yes. value that you thought there was a connection there. Obviously, stuff can, shit can hit the fan real quick. But just like not consistently bashing on their exes. And it's also not the other extreme where it's just like they're still in love with their ex. So there's, okay. a, there's a medium. You got to be the healthy medium. Um, so all right. I, I agree. By not trash talking your ex, you're telling your current partner that you respect people even if the transactional agreement of dating is gone. Go ahead. What do you got? I, I just want to know. I, I, I get I get it. I need a, I need some clarification. Yeah. So so you're you're on good terms with your ex. You you understand mm -hmm. that you, there was a chapter and that chapter is done. Are you guys still friends or talking? The ex? Yes. Uh no. Okay. No, I, I would say I think the best happy medium is like, at least in my case, like you talk like highly of them and you talk good about them to yes. other people, but you're not like, there's not like an active line of communication. Maybe, okay. maybe it's like occasional, like, hey, happy birthday. Hope you're doing well. Send, done. That's it. I mean, why, even why do people, why do, okay, people have a problem with the happy birthday text. Because what's I don't the point? Get that. What's the point? Because like, you still like, you care about them in the sense where like, that they were alive, like I'm ah. happy birthday, and then talk to you next year. Because there was a point in your life where like you cared about them a lot, and so? you wanted. Because she's not buying it. So, so you can tell that this is a. You can tell that Katie's fought with a boyfriend. Hey, who are you texting, Samantha? Oh, we used to bang in college. It was her birthday. I thought I'd say happy birthday. Why? I don't know. I just did. You know what I mean? Um, I agree with Katie on this, but I agree with her because. I've been in the situation where I've dated someone who felt it very important to remain communicating to her exes, multiple exes. And I saw it as a way for somebody not willing to mourn the loss of previous relationships. I saw it as somebody who psychologically like, and, and maybe it's even like a, a hoarder complex. Be careful. I said hoarder. Okay. Hoard, hoarders, a hoarder, like someone who can like, can't throw stuff out. Some people hoard I gotta be careful. Some people hoard, uh, you dirty hoarder. Some people will hoard a bunch of um, linen shirts that they'll never wear again because th those hold on some to some memory and some attachment. They don't want to let them go. I used to kind of be that way because I I'll like literally, when I was a kid, I would talk to like toys that I have, you know. By the way, this is the new Insta360. It's a, I didn't pay, for, I, I paid for this. It wasn't a free gift, so I'm not sponsoring them, but the new vlog is about this camera. Oh boy, is this great for Christmas time. All right, anyway, so my point being is that some people hoard relationships where they're 
are not willing to mourn that the relationship's over, and it's probably good to do a hard disconnect from your past relationships if they're over. I think that's a good idea. So? This is interesting because so? almost everyone, all girls have had the same reaction when I say that. Because there's no point, there's no, like, if you guys aren't actively friends, which I was already on your side with that, yeah. you're like, yeah, there's no communication yeah. more. Love yeah. that. Love healthy boundaries and closure and moving on with your life. But reaching back out to your ex just for their birthday is just an excuse, a, a reason, a good reason to reach out. But it's like, why? What What are you trying to gain? I think the I think the tougher question to ask Katie now to push to see where her edge would be: Would you reach to reach out to an ex when someone significant in their life passes away? Because that's another thing where like so and so's mom dies, and you go, "Oh my gosh, oh boy, I'm so sorry for your loss." Is that is that a worthy thing to do? By telling them, You're happy just telling birthday. them happy birthday. Why? Because it feels good when people recognize your birthday. Okay, it well, I good. sure hope she has enough friends and family actively in her life who are wishing her happy birthday. She doesn't need to hear from you. She doesn't need to hear from you anymore. Screw, okay, true. <laughs> you guys, okay, true. Uh, she'd make a good lawyer. She'd make a good lawyer just cross-examining. Why did you text her? I don't know. It was her birthday. Do better. Um, you know, anyway, look, I think this is a good uh, avenue for Katie's YouTube channel to go down, uh, sort of like a battle of the sexes debates, because I think we live in, and again, obviously... Um, it's it's not that all men think a certain way or all women think a certain way, but when you have a man versus woman conversation, a lot of times you'll get uh, you'll get some like United Nations style where you'll have one person defending their 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 group versus the other, and of course it's 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 not it's not always um uh it's not always as easy as that now i just i just texted katie because i wanted to know about the 23 year old i, I asked her i don't know what she's gonna say because i just got this back i asked her what her window is for guys she would date to to marry versus guys that she would just be casual with let's have a listen thank dave i'm at an age where i don't need to find a man for pleasure therefore the age range of oh someone I would have God. sex with is pretty dang close to someone I would marry. Okay. So the age range of marriage, we're looking like, honestly, I would prefer them to be older than me at this point. I'm done with these younger guys. I would say age 30 to 40 feels like a pretty safe, a pretty safe decade. Now, in terms of hooking up, maybe as young as 25. But let's be honest, I feel like a lot of these boys don't know what they're doing yet. And I don't want to waste my time. I'm trying to get off. Jeez. Let's be real. And if I want to do that, I can do that by myself now. I don't need them. Breaking news. But but maybe these younger guys are willing to uh, really put in the effort. They want to impress. They know I, I'm a cougar maybe in their eyes. So they're like, I got I to gotta really put in the effort. I've never, I've never hooked up with a younger guy, I guess, especially a significantly younger guy. But I have heard... But they really, really put in the work to make sure that they stand out. All right, very union based. She's like these young guys put in the work. They know how to show up on time. They get free health care. They uh, yeah, they're still on their mom's insurance plan. You know when you're when you're when you're an older guy, you're you know your neck can get sore. You're you got a lower back problem. You're 24. You got free health insurance. You got the world in front of you. You haven't paid off your student loan debt. And as always, don't forget to rate, review, follow, like, love it, share it with your Facebook community. I appreciate all your support in this wrapping up week two of Bachelor Rush Hour. Our next clip of the day, you can watch the full video on YouTube, is uh, Reality Steve slamming Nick Vile. 
I don't see that happening. They've never really cast a villain in that role. And someone brought it up to me today. They said, hey, see, what about Nick? And I said, well, when I answered the question, my mind was strictly thinking of Victoria because that's what the emailer had asked about. <clears throat> so my mind was strictly on Bachelorette and every Bachelorette they've cast. None of them have ever been close to be being considered a villain. But I guess it is a fair point to make that Nick Vile was a villain. However, I think you could also make the argument that at the time that he was named The Bachelor, he had just come off a successful Bachelor in Paradise redemption edit, and he wasn't a villain at the time. Now, I mean, my gosh, I mean, we all know what Nick is now. He's a mouthpiece for the show. He's a hypocrite. Whoa! And Steve, I tell us how you really feel. Say he's almost gone back to villain status. Wow! Uh, back to villain status. Back to villain. Back to the ba- okay. So, uh, yeah, this is fun. And and I guess if you think about it, what reality Steve is referring to in part is the feud that we've discussed that has gone on, where Nick has sort of taken to. Um, you know, doing what he does well on his podcast, which is to, you know, Nick, Nick is like, um, he's like the water that gets in the cracks, um, on the road. And then the winter comes and the water turns into ice and it breaks the cracks open. And then, you know, your, your, your exhaust system gets ripped out because you live in new England and you hit a, and you know, whatever, um, Nick's a pothole, <laughs> but, hey, but Hey, potholes get attention. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. So Nick does a good job with his podcast. The problem is he's also intermingling with the audience. Like, I get it. I, I I generally think Aaron Clancy is a good guy. He's been nice to me. And yet I made a video yesterday where I was kind of like razzing him, but also not, you know, and, and you fill that in for any, any character. Either. I think Greg Grippo seems to be a good guy. He goes to therapy. He tries to do the best or whatever, but I've made videos criticizing him and Katie Thurston, I think is a good person. I invited her to my, my G dang wedding. I think she's a good person, but she's messy. She'll tell you, she'll tell you how she feels. She'll, she'll, she'll cast a large wake as they say. Now with Nick, he we we shared this the other day. He, uh, you know, uh, sort of baits Rachel Reckia into responding to a TikTok where he accuses her of like smiling as she dumped Avon, and then she's like, "Why would I go on your show?" He's like, "Oh, come on the show, we'll talk it out." He's like, "She's like, why would I go on the show? You're just knocking people down." So that's what he does to an extent. Is he 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 discusses people at their most vulnerable, and of course that can be very tough for anybody who's on the show. Now, does Nick have a right to do that? Absolutely. He's sharing his opinion, and he's one of very few people that can speak towards what it's like to be the lead on a show, to be the villain on a show, to have the country hate you, to be you know years uh, removed from the show. He has a very unique set of skills uh, where he can address all of that. Now, at the same time, when you address things, you then get sucked into the story. They say, they always say, like, don't make yourself the story. Um, but through Nick addressing Blake Horstman and calling him an F-boy repeatedly, Blake goes, you're the, you're the F-boy. And for Nick criticizing Blake for, you know, releasing the DMs. Release ZDMs, you know. Uh, release. Okay. Um, <laughs> slide into ZDMs. Why do I? ZDMs. Um, I'm going to call it ZDMs for the rest of the day. That sounds like a cool DJ. Uh, DJing next, it's ZDMs. Uh, uh, spinning on the ones and twos. Uh, join WKTLA 93.2. Uh, ZDMs. Okay. Uh, look, you're getting what you get, and this is it, scraping the barrel. So the point being is that Nick 
can be a pothole on the show. He can be a barnacle on the show Ship of Progress. Um, and he exposed uh, and called out Blake for sharing ZDMs when then he shared ZDMs with Katie Thurston, or at least his girlfriend did on his podcast. And that's what reignited this whole debate. One of which you can see, I mean, we've got dozens of it. I mean, don't accuse me of not covering. People say, Dave, you only cover the stories you want. I mean, if trust me, it's barren out there. In the Bachelor Nation news world, there ain't nothing today. I'm here for you. Hit the dang like button and slide into ZDMs. Come see me at a show. I'll be in um, uh, Cincinnati uh, November, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, go bananas for a small show. Don't travel long distances for that show. Um, I posted, I shared all this on my newsletter. Link in the comment section if you want to join the free newsletter. Um, but I'll be there. Then I'll be in New York City. Uh, Westside Comedy Club Thursday after... Thanksgiving. I'm trying to look for the date on that one. Lots of shows. I'll have it all on Instagram, okay? November 26th, Newport, Rhode Island. So, all those shows, and I'm uh, in this weekend, uh, tomorrow, I believe, I'm, I have a show in Los Angeles and Hollywood. So, lots going on. Only $15 a ticket. Boy, times must be tough, Dave. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, get out of ZDMs, if you ask me, if you're going to be trolling. So, anyway, that's what really Steve had to say regarding Nick. The way he talks about people in this franchise and the way he tries to pretend things that he's not. So, but at the time he had just gotten a redemption at it. So I guess it's debatable whether or not he was a lead on this show in this franchise bachelor or bachelorette. That was a quote unquote villain. He's probably the closest one to it because no bachelorettes have ever been a villain. And I can't really think of many bachelors that had a villain edit or, a lot of people had a bunch of nasty things to say about them because Nick was not well-liked on either season that he appeared on, Andy's or Caitlin's. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I just thought that was interesting that a reader brought that up to me and my mind totally slipped on Nick. Even though My mind totally slipped. My mind was set on talking about Bachelorette leads. But my body. It was interesting that Nick is probably the closest thing we ever had to a lead that was a former villain. What about Ari? So to speak. All right, and for our final clip of the day, we've got spoilers. That's right. Zach Shalcross will be the season, uh, the 2023 Bachelor, and he's already down to his final three ladies. This video talks about those spoilers. Uh, if you want, I will be very careful within this next clip to let you know when the spoilers begin. So if you want to stick around for the first half of this clip before avoiding the spoilers, you can do that too. I wanted to wish our veterans a happy Veterans Day. Uh, the three veterans pictured here are my grandfather, brother, and father. And I wanted to do them justice and, and, and provide them uh, the love and support that they deserve and all other veterans deserve. Veterans Day in the U.S. is a national holiday honoring veterans of the armed forces and those killed in the country's wars. The observance originated in 1919 on the first anniversary of the 1918 armistice that ended World War I. It was known as Armistice Day. Commemorated in 1921 with the burial of an unknown soldier from World War I at Arlington National Cemetery in Arlington, Virginia. Um, I wanted to share this with you guys. Again, I'm about to share the spoilers for Bachelor, but it ain't all about Bachelor got this review yesterday politics or bachelor three out of five stars pick one and be sure it's not politics don't you dare tell me what to do when we talk politics we're pro troops we're pro veterans we're pro helping those that fought bravely for our country but it doesn't mean we have to be pro policies that send people into endless wars or put them in dangerous situations it's a war breaking out there's been a war it's broken out 
In Ukraine, there's people fighting for their lives and the lives of their people and their generations and the lives and fighting for their history and ability to carry on their lineage. Just wild stuff that's happening out there. And we need to just be okay discussing it. It's, it's dirty what's going on out there. I wanted to share this clip. We passed a bill this year. I say we because it's the United States of America. And the bill was to help veterans who, uh, you know, have, have received horrible health news because of burn pits, because they've breathed in just such harmful ke- chemicals. Just watch this for a minute. We take a live look at the Capitol Hill, uh, Capitol Hill tonight, where the Senate has just voted to pass the Honoring Our PACT Act, sending it to President Biden's desk. Veterans groups and advocates have stayed on the Capitol steps since that bill failed in the Senate last Wednesday. The PACT These Act veterans. will help millions of veterans who were exposed to toxic military burn pits in Iraq and Afghanistan. If they- and look, I know the system doesn't work because my dad died inevitably because of the Vietnam War. And veterans don't have enough services now. Imagine what it was like 30, 40 years they ago. can't get health care. If they go bankrupt from their cancers that were caused by their service. And this is exactly what happened. They, they had trouble vote getting this passed. Sure, it passed 82 to 11. But there are people that we're voting for into our democracy, right? That represent us. As Americans that voted against providing these services, same thing with Vic, with the uh, the first responders from 9-11, it's horrifying what's out there. So when I talk politics, when I talk things that are outside of Bachelor Nation, it's because we have the ability to have these conversations. And if that's a three-star rating for you, then so be it. But for me, these are conversations worth having. And on behalf of Veterans Day... I just thought it would be a good idea to just have a moment of silence and share with you guys just a moment from the changing of the guard at Arlington National Cemetery. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? I am Sergeant Davenport of the 3rd Infantry Regiment, United States Army, Guard of Honor, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. This ceremony that you are about to witness is the changing of the guard. In keeping with the dignity of this ceremony, it is requested that everyone remain silent and standing. Thank you. Obviously can't share the whole thing with you guys, but that uh, is available on YouTube and you can go watch it. Happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. Everyone's got veterans in their family, everybody. Um, it's a weird transition to make back into Bachelor content, but you know, I got I to gotta find a way to fit in these topics that are important to us. Some days we're talking five minutes on spiders. Someday we want to shout out our veterans. Some days it's our teachers. Um, the problem is not funding the military industrial complex. The problem is funding the people that fight these wars, that pull the trigger, that, 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 you know, uh, that, that, that's the problem. Not, not the people that make all the billions in profits. And we just have to remember that there are lobby groups and there's millions of dollars spent to make us feel a certain way, to think we're anti this or we're pro that. No, we're pro humans. We're pro Americans. We're just not pro profiting and needing war and needing certain things because it's great for the economy. It, it, it's great for all these other things. So in this video, I'm going to share 
everything that Reality Steve has to say about where Zach's final three are. Let's have a watch. And again, you can check out his full podcast clip on his podcast, The Daily Roundup, which is on uh, it's it's on Reality Steve's um, page, realitysteve.com, and also wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get to the Bachelor stuff, which I'm sure you're here for. Number one, yesterday I was able to confirm where they're going for overnights and final rose ceremony. And as I tweeted out and put on my Instagram story, they are going to Krabi, Thailand. Well, they're there in Krabi, Thailand. Is it Krabi? Is it Krabi? I don't know. Never been there. What's interesting was even before I um, tweeted it out, I had even said like, hey, in my tweet, I said they're going, they're in Thailand. Um, they were there for Colton's season. That's when the fence jump happened. And they were also there for Sean's season for the final rose ceremony. Immediately within, gosh, a minute of tweeting that out, at least three or four DMs came my way saying Steve Colton didn't jump the fence in Thailand. He jumped the fence in Portugal. And I said, and they and they also said, oh, by the way, Becca's season was also there. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So corrected it within five minutes, Put an, or I put another tweet out and said, was wrong about Colton. Colton's episode five was in Thailand. The fence jump was in Portugal. And Becca's overnights were in Thailand and Sean's final rose ceremony. I even had my... And my notes app on my phone, I have all the seasons and where they went for each episode. And I was even scrolling before I sent that tweet. And for some reason, I came across Colton's. I saw Thailand. I was like, oh, but I didn't write finale next to it. All so. right. So Zach is in Krabby with his three ladies, right? Here's Krabby. Krabby is on the west, I'm sorry, the eastern side of Thailand. You can see it's actually right next to um, Vietnam. So there's Vietnam right there. Shout out to Vietnam. Um, am I in the right? Wait, hold on a second. No, no, no. Is that? Oh, I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> I'm way off. Oh, forgive me. Cambodia and Vietnam are over here. I thought that my apologies. There was a, um, there was a place I was going to visit in Thailand that was right on the border. And I thought that's where it was. Sorry about that. There's so the, the border's over there anyway. Don't. Okay. So Krabby's right there. All right. So uh, Thailand, let me tell you something, guys. Thailand is just amazing. Thailand is so great. I stayed in Phuket and actually stayed on an island called Coconut Island. And I don't know exactly where it is, but is it down here? Coconut Island is where I got um, engaged. And if anybody cares to see that, here's a quick clip from the vlog. I got engaged in Phuket. That's Coconut Island right there. So we stayed on this gorgeous, uh, we stayed on this gorgeous island and um, you can go check that out. I'll post a link at the end if you want to watch that. It was from right before the pandemic. We were in Southeast Asia, and it was so beautiful. It was unbelievable right there. So if you're new and have never seen the story about the engagement I proposed, right here. Hello, Thailand. So let me tell you, when it comes to finding love on Thailand, yeah, it, it absolutely can happen. And it's all, it's so beautiful. So, so beautiful. And it can be an expensive flight, but not always. Sometimes the flights aren't too bad. And then once you get there, you can stay there very cheap. All right. So here is Zach's final three women. Ariel, Gabriella, and Caitlin. These are his final women. Uh, spoiler, who got eliminated at the rose ceremony and who made it to the fantasy suites? So the person eliminated was... Uh, his final four is Charity was eliminated at the hometown rose ceremony. And so he's down to these final three. 
All right, congratulations. You made it to the end. That's it for me. Unless there's any wild breaking news, I won't have any podcast content this weekend. If there is any wild news, stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed and followed and all that. And make sure to hit the like button or whatever it is, depending on whichever app you're using. Every comment and rating and review helps us climb the charts in the algorithm on podcasts. We've slipped a little bit to number eight on entertainment news. It's going to happen, but we will continue to build this thing brick by brick. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you later. I've been Dave Neal, and this has been Bachelor Rush Hour. (laughs) 